Rock and roll. Kia ora, everybody. What's up? It is Rebecca. Welcome to Rebecca Live, episode 291, I believe. Doing this a while, learning a lot, and I hope your um, Friday is A-OK in Aotearoa. Uh, today, without any further ado, we'll just get straight into it. Enough pissing around. Day's been going on. Let's get into it. Dave Letelli, how are you, my bro? Hey, what's up, team? You all good, brother? All good. I I feel like we've got some competition going on. I'm gaining weight, you're losing weight, and you've got more hair than me. It feels like a, a tag t- team gone wrong, mate. <laughs> my hair is starting to thin so i haven't minded not being able to get a haircut it's uh it's grown a bit but it's getting a bit unruly i'm i'm getting i'm getting jealous of you my man um maybe we'll start here bro I, I think the the weight and pressure that has been going on everyone right now is feels to be getting heavier from what you're seeing in the community with what you do and how you do it what's the What's the tone of the souls of all the people who you are touching on, on a on a on a basis that, especially even over the last through lockdown, how's the how's the souls of these humans that you're messing with over the last ten weeks? How would you describe it? Um, Sorry, we started you know, so deep, bro. I just yeah, figured I, I figured we'll just get yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm uncertain, uh, worried, scared. You know, and, and you know when you, you know, we help mainly families, uh, you know, with, with children, and there's no worse feeling. I mean, you've got, you've got, uh, you know, how many kids you got? Yeah, two daughters now, two and four. Two daughters. So you know, you can only imagine as a as a parent what it must, what it would feel like to not be able to feed your kids, and and how that must feel, and you know, and 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 how you just feel a sense of hopelessness, fear. And, and um, anger, you know, uh, and that's what, that's the feeling out there. You know, it's, mm. it's you know, even yesterday I went to help a, uh, a mother in emergency housing. She had, um, she's got six kids and these emergency housing, it's not a house, it's a hotel room, you know, in a lodge. Uh, they're there, put there by winds because their house burnt down. And they just, um, they, you know, they feel abandoned. Not knowing what to do, they've got no food. You know, I went there and I took um, I took her two hundred and fifty dollars of uh, pack and save vouchers, and then I they you know the kids got no clothes, so everything burnt down. So I've hooked her up with a guy called uh, Grant Webster, who's a friend of ours and Rob's, and uh, he's going to organise them, you know, some some clothes. Um, so it's just yeah, a real sense. That some some of these people just feel abandoned. Mm. You know, and one thing that COVID has has done is it's shone a light on on this uh, this gap between the haves and the have-nots, um, and that, that's you know that's why the work that we're doing is especially the way that we're able to um, showcase it on, on on platforms like LinkedIn. It's showing, you know. I remember I, I was talking to Blair uh, Vernon from AMP, yeah, and he came out and, and met me, real amazing guy who who's ended up sponsoring the food bank. You know what he said is that people before COVID were already in their bubbles, you know, already in their bubbles, and some people would never even understand that there's people uh, that there's children going through rubbish looking for food, that there's parents going out and stealing for food, you know, that people just don't understand, you know. So that's one thing that's come out of COVID is that we can highlight and show that hey, this was going on long before COVID. It's just got a worse, and unfortunately, it's going to go on long after. Mm. 
at a when you get to the nuts and bolts of it, when you talk about that family with their situation right now, you always think about they wake up this morning, they're in a hotel room, they've got six six kids around them, where do they go and what they do, and the, the, the loneliness and isolation, the abandonment, all those things are real, but if anything, it feels like it's been extrapolated and got got worse, heavier emotionally when everyone else is sort of going, going through it too. How, maybe just for quick context, um, for those that aren't aware of, I guess, the, I guess, mini pivot that you've sort of done from going from um, almost the gym to the food bank, Maybe let's just get quick context start there because obviously you've been going hard on that. How did you get into the food bank business? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a it was a massive pivot. Look, BBM's always been about the people and serving our community. So, you know, all of boot camps and everything we've done, everything's always been free. Um, you know, and the f- whole food bank started out of level four last year. I got a call from a social worker. Uh, asking if I can help a family out out south. Now the social workers from based out west, they had their funding didn't cover the family out south. You know, and this is the crazy thing about the the, the system. It's filled with bureaucracy and red tape and all this sort of rubbish. Um, so she, they had no more funding allocated that they could help this family, but they knew of the family. So of, the lady was a, a good social worker, a friend of mine. So she reached out to me. I helped her. When we took the shopping out, the, ki- the kids come running up saying, mum, 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 we've got food now. And that story I've told a thousand times because that's what's made me think, okay, I saw this mum of four kids, no food, no money, day before level four. And I, then I saw the kids so happy that they had some food. And, and I thought, geez, anyone that's already struggling now, that just had their head above water, is, is going to drown. So right there and then I started the food bank right at that moment. Because I could, and that's that's the way that things need to be done. If you can help, do it. You know, you don't need to overthink things. You know, if you can help, doesn't matter if it's one dollar or a million dollars. Every single cent helps. You know, um, so we started, and then I just went. Uh, anything I do, I give my all, and I went hard, and I tried to find as many um, supports as I could. One of the first people I rang was um, Chris Quinn from Foodstuffs. Uh, you know, and we're lucky because I don't know how it's happened, but. Uh, because of the profile that we've had built up over time um, and I've showcased it on social media, we're able to connect straight onto, you know, CEO or chairman level uh, where decision makers, you know, and they support well, us straight away. I, I, I'll jump in on, on that for you. The ninja move you did was you documented your journey on the platform where the decision makers were mm. and all the LinkedIn lurkers, which would are the ones that don't, they don't like, they don't comment, they don't engage because they are the ones who look at everything and they are usually yeah. the CEOs and the chairs and the boards of everything. Mm. They see everything. And I keep yeah. telling people, just because people aren't engaging with your stuff, don't think that the right person has actually seen it, but yeah. they will. They choose not to engage because it can't be seen as their personal opinion for something. And what I absolutely love about what you've done specifically is you've used the platform of commerce directly for charity and the community for good. And the way you've yeah. done it needs kudos because honestly, I, I've told a couple people about it. I was like, bro, the ninja move, which what um, you've done is gone straight to the top of power with the access straight one-to-one cut through all the bullshit. And I guess the red tape and that you're not at emailing info at pack and with the subject <laughs> line, uh, hook us up some free food. G it's <laughs> yo, Chris, let's do this shit. And he's come out, he's seen it, then you get the X. And I think the growth loop of how you've um, navigated those that engage with you 
into the content itself so they become part of that journey then their organizations, I don't know if you, you I mean, you're, you're not a dumb guy, you know exactly what's happening. They put the fuel on the fire because they want that clout and flex to be supported because they know it's genuine. So you've almost created a kind of like a social content movement direct on social media for business, but done for charity. And and I think that from someone that very much appreciates content and, and, and creativity and strategy is flipping epic, man, because to your point, because your strategy has been better you have been able to help more people. You see what I'm saying? And, and I think it's absolutely awesome. So um, I don't want to jump in again, but it just needed to be, needed to be said because yeah. it's flipping smart. Yeah, you know, I only started using LinkedIn really uh, maybe a couple of years ago properly. I, I just never – hey, thanks, thanks, bro. Uh, I never – I just thought it was a job site, you know. I had no idea really what LinkedIn it was. I was – my whole boxing stuff, all this thing was all done on Facebook. And then I, I, I had a good look, um, and it was a guy from uh, Tyrone Grace from Utakura, uh young guys, and they talked to me about LinkedIn. And then I started ex- like exploring it, and and then they said, you know, if you want to get to the top of, you know, of uh, you know, let's say Teagle, you know, who have now and and um, Ingham's. So Ingham's, just on a side note, Ingham's. I did a post. A guy messaged me yesterday, and today we pick up ten pallets of chicken. Let's yeah. go. Let's go, LinkedIn. Palettes. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and um, it's just been unbelievable and just being able to connect. So I started and then I said, oh, man, okay. And so one of my strategies was tagging Rob in everything I did on LinkedIn. <laughs> if you notice that any post that's got nothing to do with Rob, he's tagged in it. You know, <laughs> I'll tag Jacinda Ardern. I'll tag uh, uh, Carmel Cipollone. If, you know, if I'm trying to get to the health minister, health ministry of health, I'll tag Andrew Little, all of them. I just tag him. So, and I and I actually, when I met Jacinda, I think it was last year, we had a Zoom, and then um, and then we met. You know, at, she came to our headquarters to, to, to have a chat and see what we we're doing. And uh, I talked to her. I said, "Oh man, you should um, you should use LinkedIn." And she said, oh, "I'm on it, but I thought it was mainly jobs, job stuff." And I said, man, everything we've been getting has all been coming from LinkedIn. And then uh, lo and behold, she's starting to use LinkedIn a lot more. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely um, one of the best moves I made was jumping on LinkedIn. I still post the same. I don't post any different to the way I post on other platforms. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's just different to everything else that's on there, I think, you know. Well, there's a massive lesson to be learned for charities because I think New Zealand, I could be wrong, but some if I'm am someone tell me, but from what I've researched, New Zealand has one of the highest ratios per capita of charities in the world. Like there are like thousands and thousands of charities for only five million people. What I think is ninja about that you get the gold star with is you've taken your charity, which now your um, mission and purpose and and what all that straight onto a platform and you've genuinely um, executed it, which is which is good. I want to jump jump into this for a second. You, you said the word red tape. Now I'm imagining that someone with your your um, your your previous background with how you roll doesn't just roll into and say, "Hey, we're going to do this." Government and councils and and charities and all the rest of it. Um, I'm sure there's things that have paperwork and there's processes and systems and structures and there's probably a lot of ways that you should have done it, um, Dave. And I, I, it's it seems that you haven't really done any of that. So do you want to maybe talk about your journey through the lack of red tape to just execute and get shit done? Yeah, and again, you know, people ask me this all the time. Now, lots of charities that we we because we support lots of other organisations, you know. 
I said, man, how are you doing this? I said, oh, it's hard for me to explain. And it's not something you can do quickly. This has happened organically and it's, and it's work, you know, like understanding it, uh, how, to, how to work social media, understanding how to make connections and working your ass off to do it. You, you still got to do the work, you know, you, like we're highlighting our work. Without the work, there's, not, there's nothing to highlight, you know, so... But the how this all happened, you know, I didn't have any infrastructure around me when I first started. It was just me running boot camps and I'm trying to get funding. But, you know, the, I'd go to, uh, you know, to organizations that, you know, uh, DHBs or whatever the case may be, even just different grant funders. And they're always asking for data. You know, and, and criteria. Saying, yeah, for data. See, do not follow me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. We're not seeing all my before and afters. What do you mean data? You know? And, uh, but now I understand, as I've gone along and I said, shit, I do need to start keeping some data, I guess. And, um, and, and, you know, I've built some infrastructure around me, you know, so we've got like five workers now, you know, two in the office. And, and what that does is allows me just to do what I do best, which is just to be out there. Um, I have understood that when I first started, I was more of a, a, a terrorist rather than, um, rather than just, and, you know, uh, an activist, I was more of a terrorist. And now I just think I'm a little bit of a disruptor, but I've, I've learned, you know, that sometimes you can't go, there's times and places where you, there's a time when you have to go off and you have to let everyone know what's happening. Like, um, you know, what I've done with government in the past. And then there's a time when you have to just sit back um, and, and let, let it roll, you know, but then you can do things in the background. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it, the good, it's, the good, yeah, no, you, the, good you keep going, keep happened, going. the good thing that's happened with us now, and there's heaps of things to come out that I'm, you know, I can't announce yet, but there's some really good stuff that's happening, and it's happening on our terms. You know, the support that we're now that we're getting from, uh, you know, MSD say we're getting support from them now for the for our food bank. So our food bank, we've spent a hundred and sixteen thousand dollars of our own money that we're able to be, you know, from grant funders like uh. Uh, Hugh Green Foundation North, Ted Manson Foundation, all these places, but not, nothing from um, government. So we're, again, blessed with these connections. Blessed that, you know, Ted, I'll tell you a story. Ted Manson, uh, I got introduced to him, didn't really know who he was. Same like I didn't know who Rob was. Didn't know who Rob was until I Googled him. And I said, you know, I, was, I, just, I said, I'll just train you for free, bro. I just want to help you out, you know. And then, then I Googled him. I said, well, maybe... Maybe I'll just <laughs> twenty bucks a session. <laughs> but um, so Rob introduced me to Ted. Didn't really know who he was, and then I get to this uh, office, and it's amazing. And this guy sitting in his office said, "What do you need?" And he, and he gave us uh, straight off. I think it was what is it? This foundation gave us straight off hundred k off one meeting. But it's the work, you know. They see the work, like you said. You know, I've never seen him. I don't even know if he's on LinkedIn, but they see it. You know, so I, I wasn't in there trying to explain any because he already knew, you know, and so he could hear some, hear something. And then he came, he came to my, um, our headquarters here where we are. And he came, I think it was the flashiest car that's ever been in our car park, this uh, Ferrari, <laughs> but a, a real nice guy, you know, and he sat down with me and I introduced him to the team. Uh, they got photos with his car and then we're, we're sitting down in the office and he, but you know, and he's just talking about family. You know, because how much time are you spending with your family? Which is something, as you know, it's all of us young guys that are out there, or youngish, out there grinding, trying to build our empires. Our family can get left behind. And he's talking to me about, you know, that's not good enough. You know, 
He goes, at least I was a good weekend dad. He was talking to me. You know, I was I was working hard through the week, but I was there in the weekends. He goes, you can't even you can't even be there in the weekends. And so it just start, started making me think. Yeah, you know, I've got to I've got to make that time at least in the weekends to be there. Um, you know, to be there for my family. Um, and that's so we started getting there was that support. So I've gone right off. Started getting all that support, but everything I I'll I'll send. So I'll send stuff to to people in government, you know, just screenshots of things that are happening. Um, not complaining. So it wasn't the time to say, oh, we're not getting anything. It wasn't the time to say, say anything like that. Just do the work, send screenshots. And then now, uh, because of a, a relationship we've got with MSD, with other things we're doing, we started getting support for our food bank, which is a big help. You know, it's a huge relief. Um, but it's happening our way. You know, the things that I'm doing, it's not when... We're not bound uh, by the system, you know. Mm. We're doing it because the system understands is that what we're doing works. It's outside the box, and that th the same things that they've been doing aren't working. So why would you continue doing them? You know, you've got to do things that are working, and they might be out the box. They might not fit uh, the criteria, but they're working. So don't try and um, hold people down. Just give them some uh, boundaries and give them some a few numbers they've got to fill in, and let them do it. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I said, I've said to when I had that Zoom with Jacinda, she was talking about we're giving millions and millions and millions to organizations to help with this stuff. I said, well, the problem is you're giving it to the wrong people. I don't blame you. I blame the people you're giving the money to. You know, you're giving it to the wrong organizations. They're so far removed now from the from the community they're meant to be helping. They don't know what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. so that's the same thing. If you want, are you if you want things to change. You know, so you go to community homes, right? You go to these um, uh, transitional housing or you go to emergency housing and the stuff you see will shock you. You would no longer think you're in New Zealand. You know what I'm saying? So it's with me, right? My father was the president of the Mongol mob, he, but he was the only one who went off the rails and, and he come from a good family. So for me to break that cycle wasn't as hard as people that I go and see who come from generations, generations going back as, as long as you can remember of hopelessness and despair and uh, just nothing. They're, they've never had any positive influences in their lives. So to, to try and break those cycles is so incredibly hard. You need community, government, and business to, be, to work together and, and walk through them. It's a long journey. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm proudest about with the way that I've built BBM is that I've managed to pull together government, business, and our community. You know, and, and that, that's the way it needs to be done. Everyone needs to wrap around the community, not the community go to them. There's a, a whole bunch to unpack in that, but I, I think if there's a lesson for me that I've learned for myself, at a, I guess a smaller extent, but for yourself as well, is as soon as you get validated that it's possible for you to be able to win your way, the rules have changed. Mm. And when you afterwards try to it'd be like right now if you know i turned up here for this in a three pin three piece suit all fancy and be like well good morning everyone thank you so much for coming i was like dude the fuck? what like that's not you you've been able to ninja move your way to execute externally but by keeping it real the way you roll and and that's 
very, very, very difficult to do because so many people have to like mold themselves to the system to be able to, oh yeah, yes, master, yes, I'll do this, mm. I'll tick that box, I'll do that thing. That like ninety nine point nine percent of the people that exist in society that have to roll through that to try and have impact. That's what they have to do. They have to play the game. They have to do it a certain way. And what's epic about it, and you can see it because it's real, is you know it, it's like that movie American Gangster with Frank Lucas, and he just realizes. Yeah, stuff the middleman. I'm just going straight to the supplier, straight to direct to consumer, <laughs> flipping straight to it, right? That's yeah. that's the shit. That's how actually how it works. And what's great now is when you have the weight behind you, you know, a, 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 some I did this one venture and one of the um to, to my other partners on it were big board members, publicly listed company and stuff. Our whole ninja move, the whole ninja move was you guys are the adults, I'm the child. So I'm gonna come in and go way gnarlier and hotter for my mission and my passion and my purpose and this one about stuff everyone else i'm coming in hot and i came in with you talk about these gears i would come in hot and then blow the shit up i bounce out and then their soundbite would be cool now that the children have left the room let's have an adult conversation <laughs> and then yeah. they've got the engine behind it but you've got that as well because you've got the backing of these things which are these engines which can be trusted and which are scalable and which can execute on a localized level and nationally as well but you'd be down to so so you know do not change that like take it on the fact that of you have one doing it your way do not change that and go mm. harder on it because the second you try and mold it um it turns to shit uh henry other bro henry other bro's called in my hand positive vibes to community 100 percent. and on this as well i think it is not that this is just a big love vest for you bro but in a time when there's so much divisiveness around negativity you're just going straight to the heart of good shit doing good stuff and george rosier massive props to what you and what you're in the community your approach around fitness and food food banks is the example that needs to be followed so good um it's funny you talk about manson so i know the son callum callum yeah. manson who's a, a flipping legend as well so it's cool i didn't realize that he had uh they had, they had backed you which is cool but it's interesting too when he sat down he probably already knew he was going to give you 100 grand he just wanted to look you in the look you in the eyes and, and see the yeah. buzz right and also as well i think the um i know so you're going to say something bro Oh, no, I was just saying that, yeah, you know, when I've, when I've told, because he also helped us to get a, we had to move out of our headquarters. We're looking for a, another venue, you know, to have our place in a short notice because I'm not organized and I left everything to the last minute. And I, he got every, every, uh, when Ted Manson rings you, a real estate, and you're a real estate agent. I had every real estate agent in South Auckland looking for us a place. But it was funny, you know, just seeing, uh, people's faces when I when I when I'd say I'll wait on I'll just I'll just ring them up. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing with Rob Campbell. You know, and with Rob, we've become really close mates. He's one of my best mates. You know, and and and, and he's our chairman of the thing we do. Um, it's people. You know, again, I didn't realize. You know, hearing you talk off air about how you know how much of a heavyweight he is, um, and I think it's a good thing that you know I didn't know who these people were. Because it just was organic, you know. We just we got along because of who they actually are as a person, not because of what they can do for you, you know. Yeah, I, mm. I was the same when I met him. I had no flipping clue. We were at this thing. He got up, started talking, and like everyone's in suits and boots and shit, and he's just like rocking this like casual sweater, just hanging up. He stands yeah. up and says some shit, and I literally go to the guy next to him, like, "Yo." is this dude flipping tripping or is he actually, that is either so next level that he's just on another plane that no one else is thinking of. He's like, yeah, he's pretty good, bro. And I'm like, this uh, dude, I didn't hang out with it. Like it was, he, everyone was right. And he was just rolling left. So I wanted to maybe jump into um, this bit for a second. 
we're all human and we all try to help you'd think the majority of us try to help others you are extremely um you know driven and persistent and passionate about what you do and how you do it but the strain on your energy is probably you're very similar to myself on this is when you go in on something you go flipping hard and you go fifth gear it's just balls to the wall go and smash it go nuts but the time frame on being able to do that doesn't last for years and years and years at that same level how what have you learned about balancing your energy for helping others versus helping yourself versus helping your friends versus helping your family versus helping your father and your partner and all the rest of rest of it how have you navigated what have you learned about your energy with trying to help yourself and others i haven't learned bro to be honest <laughs> yeah i haven't learned uh, i'm still trying to figure that out um yeah it's it's tough like i i survive on coffee um and if i'm eating good if i'm eating good um you know i handle things a lot better but this lockdown i haven't been eating that great and and um the pressure has been unbelievably um, tough, but yeah, I'm still trying to learn that balance. I, I think about it all the time. You know, I look at my kids, uh, my, my youngest son still sleeps with us and he, you know, and I just look at him at night and I look at when I come in and I look at my um, other, you know, my other sons that are asleep and I, and I always think, man, I've, you know, and driving to work, I've got to spend more time with my family. You know, they're growing up so fast, but um, there's always like, you know, last night, I, was, I got home pretty, you know, early, got home was maybe seven o'clock or something, but I was just on the computer, you know, I was just working because I've got my online fitness platform, which is how I make money. So I'm working all of that, you know, so I'll do the community thing through the day and do, do all that, help the families. And I get home, I've still got to do my commercial side and I'm just on my laptop. My son's wanting to, uh, wanting to talk, wanted to play. And I just, and I just, but I couldn't. And, but that's my, that's a choice, you know, so that I, I, I am constantly working on that um, because I always say, you know, I, my, my, my why is my children and my people and helping people. When I first started, my why was getting my children back because I didn't have them, you know, and, I, and it was just the urge and the, the, the deep down, I just, I, I had, that, the, had to have my kids back. Um, and that's what got me up, you know, and I, I've talked about it often where, you know, I'd always think about the last look my son gave me when the, when I last saw him, he stared at me and it was incredibly tough. You know, he knew the look on his face as he knew that it was going to be a while before he saw me, you know, and then I'd have clothes of theirs and I'd smell them at night and I'd just be crying my ass off every night. But I, I, I used it as motivation, you know, and fuel. And then I think now I've got my kids and then now I'm, I'm not hardly there, you know? So Mm-hmm. I haven't found the balance. I do need to work on it and um, I'm, I'm trying my best. And that, that's the main thing, I guess. At least you're honest with it. And that's probably one of the things too, is it's the openness to be able to talk through it when you're so passionate to help others, but then you can't forget yourself too. Is you know, when, if you go down the whole ship sinks, you know, and it's one of the, you know, I, uh, it's one of the dangers when you're, you know, the captain of the ship, but is, is the brand about you, the person or the platform? And one yeah. of the biggest risks, which I've, I've, I guess myself as well, noticed at some point is, you know, if I'm with, if I'm on the ship, we're rocking. If I'm off the ship, probably uh, in the past, a lot of times it's sunk without the energy there and the drive and the, you know, coming in at fifth gear and raising everyone else. And, you know, that, that energy is, is tricky. And, and one of the probably lessons for myself, I've learned, especially over, you know, lockdown and being away is, how do you scale your intent and things you want to create without you physically there? 
you know, and I give the example of, you know, uh, Richard Branson. I've never met Richard Branson, but before I flew on his planes, Virgin Airlines, I kind of knew what it would feel like. I kind of knew what the vibe would be. I kind of knew whatever. And there's some lessons to be learned because unfortunately, you know, you can't scale yourself, but you can Mm. scale your your intent. So it's going to be something you probably navigate through. But I'm imagining what you don't want is cool, you get your kids back, but then you wake up at 60 and if you haven't flipped and seen them for 20 years, then it's like, oh, well, shit, well, Mm. stuff that one up. You know, it's it's almost like you get a second... um, a second go, but it's, it's cool that you can, you're aware of it too, right? Um, yeah. Well, some of the, you know, I, I, something that, you know, with my dad, we clash over a lot, you know, cause my father is, he runs a uh, organization called Grace Foundation, which look after um, prisoners, uh, battered women, homeless people with nowhere to go. Um, and that takes all his time. So I lost him to prison. So I didn't, you know, I lost, you know, a lot of my, the years with him to prison um so you know we still have a lot of issues with that but then i always get angry with him because you know he's never seen my kids but then yeah you know we're both in that we're both what we call servant leaders you know we we serve we serve we serve but we can't forget our family so uh yeah i'm something i'm working on and you know with our team i guess with us with our team because everyone here started for free so it was a it was a hard thing all of our team that work here started coming to boot camps as we started scaling and, and hitting more areas, because as the funding that we get, we go, you know, for example, we got some funding from County's Manukau Sport. So look, Dave, we love what you do, but you've got to you've got to um, do a boot camp in Odahu. I said, okay, so I just started in Odahu, um, doing it at a field there. And as we started doing more of these things in pop up areas, I needed obviously couldn't scale me, couldn't I couldn't only do so much. So I started getting people that were in, in our group coming to our boot camps. That were, um, you know, showed some great results, and you know, they were, they were, um, so I'd slowly start training them in. But they get everyone here is, um, it's ingrained in them, and that they whole they've turned their whole health life their lives around through coming up and starting the boot camps when I was running them. So they're just around me constantly. So they think exactly the way I do. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very blessed with a great team that that. I'm, I'm, I just come on social media. You know, they're, they're the ones doing all the work now. <laughs> you know, well, I'll, it's... I'll, I'll, I'll say, Phil, Phil, hold this camera and I'll put, I'll put a box on the pallet there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm very lucky with a great team. Well, it's that, you know, you've, got, you've almost got the disciples that, that, that see what you see. But, you know, I think when you can crack the code of being able to scale up an engine that you can help lead from the front, but the nuts and bolts operationally can get taken out you know there's probably a lot to learn through you know the way oprah scaled from you know essentially you got you're going through the process of going from a person to platform right you're you're mm-hmm. starting to flip where it's like cool the brand but the brand of you represents something more than itself so it's kind of cool because now with all this backing essentially you're just going to be building a team around you to get an execution mode to go and do that which is um super cool one of the things i'm interested to ask you about is you, you're always been um extremely open and vulnerable with no fear to have tough conversations about what you're going through yourself personally, whatever have many men tough alpha male men shit come to you on the back channels and talk to you about either the inspiration or the, the, the widening that you've helped them with, with their own stuff. Because 
you know, if you look at, say, the John Kerwin thing coming through with mental health and, you know, the Richie Hardcores of the world and yourselves and, you know, these other kind of good Kiwi, I guess, alpha men that are doing it, what's the feedback like from others in the community when you, you get to show that, like, it's okay to be vulnerable and be honest when shit's tough and all the rest of it? Because that's a lot more real in, in the streets with what you're messing with than necessarily just the boardroom with a leader saying be vulnerable and authentic mm. but not actually doing it. Yeah, I think one of the, the great things about us is that we can mix and mingle in so many circles. You know, I, I feel comfortable at a gang funeral just as much as I do in a boardroom. Uh, you know, we can walk in so many different lanes. Um, but, you know, the, in terms of the feedback, you know, I get so many messages from people um, that are just doing it tough. You know, the, the, uh, one of the more recent ones I got, it was someone that was um, just got out of prison, was mixed up in the gang life, um, chasing material things, you know. Um, sometimes when you chase these material things, and that's your idea of success. And um, you've got no, and you, you feel like there's no other way of achieving them, but and, uh, only doing crime. You know, so he got, he was just out of prison and he messaged me and basically wanted to give up, you know, wanted to give up on life. And uh, he just felt like a complete failure. Uh, he'd leave the house and he'd, uh, he'd go sleep in the park. So his, his, his family would think he was out looking for work, but, you know, he couldn't get anything anywhere, you know? So, um, you know, it's just talking, just, I just be real and just say, I just say, look, I've been through it. You know, I came back here seven years ago with, with nothing, you know, and, and I went through that same life of trying to acquire material things through the wrong methods, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I think that's one of the benefits is people, they know the story and, and so they can, we can identify on so many levels, you know, with the, with the gangs, but I've also owned businesses and then had lost and then flopped, you know, and having to, having to rebuild, I've had to rebuild my life a number of times, hopefully never again, but um, you know, and then also, you know, where I've, I've, I've put a knife into my chest because I was so just hated my life so much and things were so down. So I, I think we relate on so many different levels to people. And, uh, you know, what I always say was, you know, when I was talking to our team, where we had some, we got some BDM stickers, which we put on our food boxes. And I said to them, you know, the team were just putting them on any which way. I said, no team, we've got to put these on. So you don't see a crooked Nike sign, you know? So these, these go on properly all all uniform because they represent hope. These are what these, these, these aren't just uh, advertising. This here represents hope. BBM rep represents hope for people that it's possible. Now that's what we represent in our community. The, the fact that they know it's possible to achieve greatness doesn't matter where you come from, because we've done it, you know, and we've done and we've done it with nothing, you know, to 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 where we are now, impacting you know tens of thousands of people. When you think of legacy in the long game of you know that solo mother who you help out and in 20 years those kids remember you coming to their doorstep with food and you think about you know all those specific situations do you think about the long tail effect of how you're impacting generationally now with 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 the community oh sometimes i'll sit back and have a think of when i was doing the, the doing some numbers last night actually you know putting reports together Having to data, do, bro, data, yeah, do the data. data. Well, well I'll, I'll see the well, one thing I was thinking, why the fuck am I doing this? But, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I was just wanted to, you know, and I was just looking at the numbers and I was just mind, mind blowing, you know? And that's when I, mm. times like that is when I sit back and I think, man, this is unbelievable, you know? Mm. Um, just 
creating such a positive impact on so many, you know, and just taking the stress of families that, you know, not having to go out and buy shopping, you know, they can then use that money to go and pay bills, you know, to put petrol in the car to go to work. Yeah, it's pretty, I don't think I'll ever understand the full scale of it, but, you know, people will message me and they'll say, you know, you don't, you don't understand the impact that you're having. You know, so it's a, it's an amazing feeling, man. And that's why I do it. It's, it's, it's never, it's not about the money. It's not about anything else, but the feeling of helping even just one person, you know, the feeling of helping one person. It's, um, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. You, you will definitely get that at a, at a, at a way deeper level than most. I think when it will hit you is when you will be, you know, I've thought about it, you know, for different bits and pieces, but you'll probably the same. You'll be 60 years old in a cafe somewhere and some 30-year-old woman will come walking up to you and be like, yo, you don't, you won't realize. And it'll be these breadcrumbs that you create. They're generational. It's it's a long game. It's it's macro. It's, it's all these moments because those moments, I always think about, you know, the moments matter, you know, mm. like turning up with these things. They, it, it change it opens up possibilities for things that it brings in hope it brings in ideas and aspirations and it's really really super important not many people get that like when i do a bunch of stuff i do you do a bunch of stuff you do and you just on go 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 but you know i think the great thing is the seeds that you're sowing now these breadcrumbs it will be it will be decades from now when you actually see the long tail growth of these things, it's not, you know, a quarterly fiscal budget, which comes out, which goes into an organization. It's not a PDF report, which gets hit at the boardroom. It just goes out the back. It's like, no, no, Sharon from Pukakoi is now in a better spot with her three kids, Steve, mm. Bob, and Jane, who you then met and helped in 2021 when you, they had nothing and you gave them food. Like that's the shit. And I think it's so, um, so mega. Um, Paul just jumped in. Dave is the absolute man. What a good Thanks, human mm. shot, Paul. So if you were to um, wave a magic wand of, I'm not saying if you're prime minister for today, but let's just go at a, at a macro with what makes you different to, to this moment in New Zealand. If you were to wave a magic um, BBM wand for your mission for New Zealand, what would that look like? Oh, man. You know, there's so many issues, bro. And if we're talking Māori and PI, we, you know, we're overrepresented in all of the bad stats, prisons, health, um, you know, all I would do, bro, is um, you just all you got to need to do is go into, into any community that's deprived, anywhere that's having these issues, and you go and see the community groups that are there day in, day out, doing it for nothing, doing it on breadcrumbs, um, surviving with nothing, but doing it because they, they see the need and their passion is to help people and support them, you know, help mm -hmm. them to scale, put, put uh, procedures and protocols and all this type of stuff like, that we actually have now. You know, but don't don't bound them by things. You know, don't don't give them you know ten page reports they've got to do when they're only a two man operation. You know what I mean? Um, that happened to us one time where we got given uh, twenty thousand dollars by uh, an organisation who get millions, and they put so much uh, they put so much bureaucracy on me. I said to keep, uh, keep the second one because we got uh, two lots of twenty k over so twenty k a year. I said, keep the second one. I don't want it because I can't, fit, I can't do this reporting. I didn't have anyone. I had a, a girl that was coming to my boot camp, do all the admin stuff for, just in her spare time trying to do these reports for me. So really, if you want to solve all these issues that are going on, go into communities, see what's working and help them. 
the, mm. the model's us, what we're doing here in BBM. That's the model, you know, where we're working with other groups, other community groups, we're reporting all the data, um, and but we're, we're not bound by anything. We just help everything. The thing is with us is that we've, there's no level of bureaucracy with us. If people come to me and they need help, we and if we have it, we help them. All we do is say, okay, all we need to know is how many people you're helping with what we're giving. You know, what hmm. that's it. You know, we that's all the people that the numbers that I'm I'm quoting to people don't even include the the random messages I get on social media and help. You know, hmm. um, so that's all you need to do, man. It's just so simple. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's already people doing the mahi. There's already people there. You know, you support them. So. If I was you and if I was thinking about what you're thinking, if this is a, you know, there's all these other people doing the good mahi all over New Zealand, what is the current strategy in your head to try and scale BBM across New Zealand? Is this a licensing play of here's our blueprint, go to town and, and do good work, go? How does it go from, you know, global to, I mean, local to national? What's What's your scale strategy? Yeah, uh, you know, I talked about this with someone. I said, you know, you need to franchise this. I said, well, you can't franchise it in a, in a typical franchise model because we don't charge our people anything. So how would it be worth a gym trying to say franchise the BBM name if they can't charge anyone? Because I'll never let anyone charge anyone. So that's a big thing we have to get over. So the, the, the really the only way you can do it is we, we've started to create a, a course we will get registered with, uh, you know, reps or whoever the NZQA or whatever you got to do. And then we could go and train trainers, right? Then we do deals with different health departments that are in the whatever area, DHBs, even though they're on the way out. Different health organizations in these areas who can fund these trainers to do BBM classes, you know, because the, the, the best class that needs to be everywhere is the from the couch class because for, it's focusing on people with long-term conditions, um, They'll never go to a normal gym, uh, you know, that, that diabetic, obese, obese, or, you know, um, gout, whatever the, whatever the long-term condition is. But the From the Couch program works. You know, it's the culture not being judged, um, the exercises that we do, but the exercises, it's just the minor part of what we do. It's, it's the, everything else, we, the culture, the vibe, it's like, you know, like a village or a marae where people belong to people. They're a part of it. If you need help, we're going to give it, you know, and that's, that's the es the essence of BBM is what needs to be taught to whatever trainer is going to be doing BBM. You know, it's not, it's not the exercises and, you know, you can go anywhere and be told to do burpees, you know? Um, so that, that, that's how we'll do it. That's one day it's going to have to be throughout the system where different uh, PHOs, you know, primary health organizations, will have the license for our classes and they can fund the different trainers so they those trainers can get paid to teach people for free. Have you talked to gyms and stuff or others that have licensed programs and bits and pieces about this? I talked to the council because, you know, the council had uh, Les Mills classes in some, in, in some of the, you know, leisure centres, which is cool. I said, but any of these, you know, they don't, it's, you need BBM in there. You need BBM in your leisure centers because it's far more than just exercise. It's the connection and belonging, the culture of what we do. Um, the problem with the other gyms is that um, I've spoken to I've spoken to a few, but you know it's it's not our it's not our thing. You know, we, it's, it's all it's all commerce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. BBM just it's just a community thing. You can never lose that. So I've always mm -hmm. said to our team leaders, and years ago 
we've been going seven years. Years ago, I said to our team, to a few of the ones that I, you know, I see all the time, I said to our team leaders, look, one day we're going to have our own gym. Um, you guys are all going to work for us and it's going to be amazing. And they, they just looked at me like I was crazy. You know, now they are, you know. Um, but I said, no matter how big we get and how successful we get and how much money starts to come, uh, we never forget our why and our why is about helping people, you know. So that keeps our feet firmly planted on the ground. Um, and that's what makes sure if we ever do scale, uh, to go nationwide, it has to, it has to be, remain. You know, it's the why, it's the community and the culture of what we do. Well, I think it'd be a really interesting exercise to do because it would force you to create a strategy to scale yourself because physically you can't be everywhere mm. all the t- all the time. So it actually would make you go through that process of trying to segment out your physical being from the energy within an organization to be able to actually go and have a life as well, or else you know it all crumbles away. Um, yeah. I'm interested to know from a um, from the street side perspective, how does how does the politics of um, gangs work with you and what you do in the in the community? You obviously have a, a safe space. There's no gang shit around, and every it's there about the family and like what what. And I, I ask because you know I support Jamie with A Town Boxing in Aranui on Hampshire Street, and it's a safe space for the gangs to go and train, and it's basically in that spot and space. Patches down, rags down, and it's there for fitness for each other and for the whanau. What's the um, dynamic been like with with gangs in Auckland as you've sort of navigated this over the last couple of years? Yeah, we never have any, any issues at all. You know, the, the gangs are aware of what we do for our people. And, and in the jails especially, we have a really good reputation in the prisons uh, just because they're aware of what we do. You know, lots of the prisoners... Um, you know, we've had prisoners come out and, 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 and come join our class and they'll say that, they're, you know, lots of the people inside will say, oh man, Butterbean hooked my family up with food. You know, so our reputation is earned, our respect is earned on the streets. And, and, and also obviously with my father's background and, and what he's come from, we have lots of different gangs that come and train in here. Um, but we, you know, BBM's a gang. You know, this is my gang. You it's know, a good gang. Good gang. Yeah, it's yeah. a good gang. And I always say people want to belong to something, belong to something good like us. You know, we have our sign. It's it's the same dynamic, same thing. Whether it's uh, a, a religion, a church, um, the Lions Club. You know, uh, I went to a Lions Club uh, uh, and I spoke. My friend was be- becoming the president. Lions Club, uh, Rebuetta. Me and Rob went, and I got <laughs> up and I said, "Geez." <laughs> I got up and I said, geez, I had to speak there, you know? And I said, oh, this is, this is just like a gang patching. So my mate here is becoming the press. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. You've got the secretary, you've got the sergeant at arms. You know, it's, um, it's everything. It's all the same. But it's just whether it's positive or not, you know? So what we hear, we belong to something positive. But it's, it's run just like a gang, you know? We, people belong. People belong to something. It's just positive, you know? That's mm. all we are. The whole reason why I started BBM years ago or so I can surround people with positivity because I understood that not everyone was lucky enough to be, to be around positivity in their normal day-to-day lives. So what I said to our team leaders is, you've got to understand how important what we're doing here is. This hour might be the only time that they're around other positive influences. It might be the only time they can actually focus on themselves and not others. You know? So that's what BBM is. You know? It's positivity. It's, it's all we do. You know? If you had... $10 million drop on your doorstep overnight, what would you do with BBM? Ooh, that would solve the problem about it. It wouldn't just be nationwide, it would be worldwide. <laughs> you 
Now, look, what I do is I, with $10 million, I go and feed every single person that was, that was hungry. You know, I go and sort to all the community groups I have. So say, if we get 10 mil, I'll go and give a million dollars to every community group that we already support, you know, because I'm supporting them because I know the work they're doing is, and the impact they're having is huge. So imagine what that impact would be if they had a million dollars. You know what I mean? We've, mm -hmm. we've created this impact uh, with virtually nothing. You know, so it's it just when you when you get all of a sudden when you get some money, it just blows it up. And I think one of the reasons why so many organizations are supporting us, well, one of the reasons is because they see it. Whatever we get, we give it out 110% off. You know, there's no there's nothing in the middle that gets sucked out. I don't draw a wage. I live off my business, off my commercial side of what I do. You know, but everything that we get donated, it's just out. It just goes. I've got vouchers in my car. You know, I meet people, I meet people at the lights, window washers. Please, Butterbean, please. You know, I need I'm you know, I need I need food here. You know, here's a voucher, you know. And so it's just um yeah, it's crazy. There's you know that saying, you know, give a give man a fish eats for a day, a teacher man a fish goes for a lifetime. How do you integrate the teacher man to fish mentality or can you with what BBM does? Because obviously that's going to be like the, the 10 million is cool. Like, I mean, let's just play this thing out. Cool. They get a million bucks each and then that's spent. How do you address that either education upskilling or that next mm. one, the teacher man of fish? Like how do you, how do you start to get into that? It's almost like phase two, right? Yeah. Like fa well, phase one is feet. We're already in it, bro. Um, so we started this community kitchen, right? So everything we do is about education. So when I say exercise, that's only our vehicle. When they're here, when people are here exercising, we get them in with free exercises. While we're running the classes, we're seeding, we're seeding positive messages, you know, about, um, you know, about life, about getting up. So just example, when, you know, when, you, when you're down and you, you don't think you can complete another rep, but you get up and you do another, another rep, that makes you mentally stronger. You know, it's about applying everything that, you, that got you through that session, apply it to your normal life because life's not easy. It sucks sometimes. You have, to, you have to push through it. You have to keep getting up. So it's all these things we seed. Um, and then with our community kitchen, we're, we're teaching people how to cook healthy on a budget, how to shop healthy on a budget. We're helping people to get work. You know, so it's, for me, it's all about breaking cycles. And, I, and I, look, I never really wanted to continue this food bank, um, but I have to. But my vision for the food bank, and that's why I've gone and invested uh, in a whole new bloody warehouse that's its own standalone uh, food bank. And we've been lucky, you know, with uh, uh, Jack Boxall. We saw a post on LinkedIn and he came and fitted the whole thing out. Auckland uh, Racking and Shelving Solutions, bit of a plug there. They, they fitted the whole warehouse out with shelving and then, and then hooked us up with a forklift from LinkedIn. Um, and, but, but what my plan is, so we, we help the, the families with food, but then after, then we can then, okay, if they're continually getting food passes off us, we have, then we have to connect with our navigators. We have two um, navigators that help with wins. So, okay, what else do you need? Because I had this conversation with my uncle. My uncle was also a bank robber and a, a mongrel mob member. He's now totally turned his life around and helping people. He's based in uh, Whanganui. He's messaging me families to go and feed for the past month. So, yeah, we'll be helping. But I, I see a lot of young names on there, on this list. So I'm saying to my uncle, what are they doing? Are they, do they need help with work? I can't continually, he said to me, Dave, how long can you provide these food parcels for? Well, as long as they need it. The key word there is need. 
You know, what are they doing with the money that we're helping them to save? What are, are they buying drugs? Are they buying alcohol? Or is it going to bills and, and helping them with their family? You know, if they need work, come see me and I'll help them with work. You know, so it's a, it's, it's a fine line. You know, I don't want to be continually handing out. I want to give our people a hand up because that's how you can break cycles. But if you want it, if you want to change, you can. That's the thing, but you have to want it, you know? So that's why I'm trying, I'm, I'm talking to the people that we're seeing and, the, and that we're engaged with, you know? Unfortunately, look, some people just don't want it. Some people don't want it, but I can't, I can't let their kids go hungry. You hmm. know what I mean? So as much as I don't want to support the, 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 the parents because I think they're useless and they're lazy, it's not the kid's fault. You know, so I have to keep doing it because it's the kids. And then hopefully those kids are seeing, seeing us come, seeing us. And then we can slowly work. It's a long road, slowly work on the, on the, on the, on the parents, you know, get, get them into courses, get them into our, our, our boot camps to do training and get them into our pre-employment courses, you know, to, to upskill them, get them a CV, help them with, with a job, you know, get them licenses, things, things like that. So we have all these other wraparound services that, it's uh, that we're able to offer. Um, mm. And, you know, that's, that's going to be the future with the food bank where giving the pe giving people food is that's the connection. And then we earn, we've earned that trust there. And then we can then, we get all the other services coming in behind us. We've opened the door, you know, and they can come in and, and, and uh, help them with anything else they need. Uh, Makara Hendry had the pleasure of having Dave speak at my Pacifica graduation at Massey Uni, super inspirational and driven would agree. Oh, awesome. Very cool. If um if someone was uh you know crew listening or watching this now and they wanted to support you and what you're doing, where can they go to and what can they do? I just go to my web website. Um, I'm sure you'll post the link there. It's www.thebbmprogram.com, and it's got a donate button there. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest. To reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm probably easier to get to on LinkedIn than actually texting me. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I really appreciate your time, man. It was cool. I um, gave some props last week for the stuff you do. Is you know, New Zealand needs more of it, but I think you know there are, are many people who are doing so good in the community, but they're not executing it to the same levels with either access or the awareness that's happening externally for the stuff you're doing on social. So, um, when the day comes, my friend, when you are nominated for um, the finalists of New Zealander of the Year, let me know, and I'm going to come and support you 100%. And I can't cannot wait for the day when um, more of New Zealand recognizes the good that you're doing and also potentially thinking about the blueprint that could be possible to try and um, execute what you're doing well in one region, but potentially across New Zealand. And hopefully that's done with BBM with you and the helm and having a good balance between the passion you're trying to do for others, but also um, for you, your whanau, and making sure that you can try and be present there as well. It's a, it's a tricky one to balance and, um, you know, best of luck on that journey because it's probably going to be one of your biggest challenges as time goes on, which I think we both know. So I definitely appreciate your time, bro. Hey, thanks so much. And thanks everyone tuning in. And, and to any of my supporters, to every one of my supporters and sponsors, um, thank you so much. We, we couldn't do this without you. My man. <laughs> JJ. Shout brother. Yeah. Way much love, man. Uh, talk soon. Be good. Be safe. And I'll talk to you in a bit. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks, team. Shout out Later, bro. There you go, the brave Dave Vitale. Uh, awesome chat, good human, great man. And it's very cool seeing someone doing such good, awesome, positive stuff for others in the community. Direct to consumer. See, Frank Lucas is just like 
American gangster, just like cut the middleman straight to the straight to the source, and that's what he's been doing very well indeed. So if you want to support him, the BBM program, BBM, um, great chat, thanks guys, great Mahi BBM, hundred percent agree. Uh, super cool. Hopefully, if you haven't heard of uh, Dave, go check him out. His LinkedIn is all plugged in. I'm connected up here or the bbmprogram.com. And if any of you are decision makers or LinkedIn lurkers or CEOs and executives and uh, running businesses or companies that can potentially get behind something like this directly, very easy to track down. And it's pretty simple. You can see the impact that he's having in his community um, through looking at all of the good work that he's doing. So uh, that is us done and dusted for the day. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, that little chat. New Zealand is obviously having struggling times at the moment, uh, but instead of having been thinking about this a little bit, instead of this opportunity around energy again, you know, sucked into division, I'm always thinking about instead of division, what, you know, what bits can you add value into the ecosystem? What can you do better to help others as well? So that's coming too. Enjoy the day team. Adios. Off to the next. Peace.